Morning, y'all. I'm Katie Kamen, and it's Friday, March 10th. We finally made it to Friday. On this day in 1876, the first words were spoken into this device that many of us use every day. Do you know the device? I'll tell you after today's headlines. But first, in 2015, a Los Angeles jury awarded the children of Marvin Gaye nearly $7.4 million after they determined singers Robin Thicke and Pharrell Williams had plagiarized their father's song, Gotta Give You Up, to create the 2013 hit Blurred Lines. Speaking of Robin Thicke, he turns 45 today. Now let's head over to the First Alert Weather Center and find out if we'll see Blurred Lines between winter and spring this weekend. Hey, good Friday morning to you. We've done it. We made it to the end of another work week. We're starting out, though, this morning with the need for the umbrellas. Some showers out the door this morning. They'll be off and on through this morning into the middle of the afternoon. After that, we'll trim much drier late this afternoon and into this evening. A lot of this rain will start to exit. And then we're on to the weekend. Thankfully, we're going to get the wettest day out of the way. All sunshine tomorrow. We'll start out a little cool in the 40s in the morning. 65 sunny by the afternoon. Sunday clouds will increase and by the afternoon and into the evening, some showers will return. They'll exit the area by first thing on Monday morning, 70 degrees. And then we turn cooler highs only in the upper 50s on Tuesday. You're listening to Morning Y'all, your local headlines and first alert weather forecast powered by the Low Country's news leader, Live 5 News. Now let's get to your morning headlines. A man has been arrested in connection to a shooting earlier this month that left a woman in critical condition. The Beaufort County Sheriff's Office has charged John Shea with multiple charges, including two counts of attempted murder. Officials say Shea was connected to the shooting after a witness described a truck seen in the area. Deputies later found Shea and the victim dated for a short while. Now that shooting happened on March 2nd along Harrison Island Road in Bluffton. At the scene, deputies found a woman in her vehicle who had been shot. Investigators say the victim was taking her child to school when someone shot at her multiple times, hitting her at least once. The victim of the shooting remains in critical condition at the hospital. Police are investigating after a man was shot twice at the walk-up window of an Orangeburg fast food restaurant. Orangeburg police say a 62-year-old man was shot in the back at the cookout at John C. Calhoun Drive. Officers say they found the man on a bench covered in blood when they got there. The victim said he didn't see who shot him. Security footage is being reviewed, but no suspects have been found. We do have new details on two separate crashes on Rivers Avenue that both involve pedestrians. The first one happened just after 4 o'clock yesterday afternoon. North Charleston police say it happened at the intersection of Rivers and Aviation Avenues. Now, officers tell us several cars were involved and a pedestrian. According to police, that pedestrian died at the scene. Details of what exactly led up to the crash have not been released. However, officers say one of the drivers involved was charged with driving under suspension. The Charleston County Coroner's Office has not released the name of that victim. The second happened around 9 o'clock last night on Rivers Avenue near Green Ridge Road. North Charleston police have released few details saying the crash involved a pedestrian leading to the westbound lane of Rivers Avenue being closed. Now police have not said the extent of injuries in this crash. It's been nearly 16 years since nine Charleston firefighters died in the Sofa Superstore fire. And now the memorial honoring their sacrifice could be getting some improvements. Charleston City Council will soon consider the $320,000 project, adding more pathways, landscaping, benches, and a patio to the memorial. The city says the fallen firefighters' families have been 
a part of the planning process for the project. One firefighter who was at the scene that day says the memorial is a way to remind him why he chose the profession. At first it was hard for me to come back here, but this is actually an area of strength for me. I come here when I'm feeling down or I come here when I need to pick me up because this reminds me of personally why I do what I do, but also for the individuals that I work with. There's 57 of us left from the original 246 that were on the job on June 18th. Charleston officials say they believe the improvements will be completed before the 16th anniversary of the fire on June 18th. Designs for two new hotels in downtown Charleston are officially making some headway. The Charleston Board of Architectural Review has approved those designs for two different hotels that are set to be built on Anson Street and North Market Street. One will be located in the parking lot next door to Henry's on the market, and the other will replace the Rainbow Market. The city says right now there's no current timeline or cost for the project. To learn more about these projects, you can head to live5news.com and click on the story. Charleston County School District teachers are asking the district for raises to help them make ends meet. The CCSD Teacher Compensation Task Force has started to address problems teachers face when it comes to pay. Starting pay this school year is around $43,000. The task force is proposing an almost $8,000 raise. That money would go to all teachers throughout the district. Yesterday, the task force presented data which shows teacher departures are up 20% since 2020. On Monday, they are set to show the impact of salary and compensation that that has on teacher retention to the CCSD school board. A bill that would allow harsher punishments for violent hate crimes and officially establish a hate crimes law passed in the South Carolina House yesterday after just two hours of debate. More than half of the 124 state representatives are supporting the Clemente C. Pinckney Hate Crimes Act, whose namesake comes from former South Carolina State Senator Pinckney, who was one of the nine Mother Emanuel AME Church shooting victims. The bill still has a ways to go before it reaches Governor McMaster's desk. It'll next move to the Senate where it died last year after never getting a floor debate. Molly McBride spoke with Representative Wendell Gilliard of the main sponsor of that bill and other local activists about their plans moving forward. Cautiously optimistic is how Representative Wendell Gilliard, who's pushed from the bill from the very beginning, said he's feeling about Wednesday's success. He says he feels more motivated than ever to continue the fight to pass the Clemente C. Pinckney Hate Crimes Act into law. Representative Gilliard says the challenge now is to get the ears of the Senate and to explain this bill is about the community as a whole and not individual party preference. He and local activists are encouraging everyone to contact state senators to get them on board. I spoke to Charleston activist Pastor Thomas Dixon, who tells me he felt encouraged by how fast the House moved forward with the bill, but isn't ready to celebrate just yet. Pastor Dixon says if people have not been voting and contacting their state legislators about this bill, they should expect the worst. Blondell Gadsden, a lifelong member of the Mother Emanuel Church, lost her sister, Myra Thompson, in the 2015 church shooting. She says it's near and dear to her heart to make sure their deaths were not in vain. She's made it her priority to have conversations wherever she has the opportunity to talk about this bill. We all need to take a look at how we are able to make this bill a reality uh, because it impacts all of our lives. 
Pastor Dixon says if the bill is signed into law, it will send a strong message that hate is not tolerated here in South Carolina. Reporting in the newsroom, Molly McBride, Live 5 News. State lawmakers are looking to crack down on stores illegally selling tobacco and nicotine products to underage kids. If passed, the bill would do a number of things. First, it would ban minors from entering stores that primarily sell tobacco and nicotine products. The second would be removing some penalties for minors who illegally purchase those types of products. Meanwhile, penalties for stores caught selling tobacco and nicotine products to underage kids would increase. At the same time, a bill before the Senate would prohibit local governments from passing rules that restrict the sale of nicotine products. New art gallery in the Low Country is gaining worldwide attention. It's an attempt to display emerging digital art in a physical way. Yeah, Andrew Rowan, he had a chance to check it out ahead of its grand opening tomorrow. Andrew, uh, this is sparking quite a bit of talk. Good morning. That's right. This artist is known as Beeple, and for a while you can only see his art on a tiny screen, like your phone or a computer. But this new space is dedicated to convincing people that digital art is just another form of expression. It's the genesis of this man, Mike Winkleman. He entered the spotlight in 2021 when the non-fudgeable token, or NFT, of his artwork sold for $69 million at a Christie's auction. It really bought, brought NFTs to the mainstream. Now, the space isn't what you'd expect. It's just off Clements Ferry Road, surrounded by warehouses and distribution centers, but the space is massive. There's multiple working studios, a gallery, and what they call a space for experimentation. For art enthusiasts, Beeple is trying to walk a fine line, something engaging enough that pushes visitors to think, but in a way he hopes isn't obscure. There's enough here that people will, would find something familiar to them in like an art experience, and then there's enough here where it's like, well, that... <laughs> That is certainly a new art experience that I have never had before. Now, people will be descending on Charleston for this grand opening tomorrow. We spoke to one man from Pennsylvania who will fly in with his wife. What's bringing him down here is the idea that the digital art community will be together physically in one space. So really for this event, I'm just, I'm interested in meeting a lot of people that I've connected with through Twitter and have never really met in real life. If you're not in it just to try and make a quick buck, if you're really getting to know people and learn the art and, you know, like experience a lot of things, then I think it's still a, a great, great community. Now, after this weekend's ticketed grand opening, they'll open to the general public for limited times. We'll put the information about that on our website, live5news.com. In downtown, Andrew Rowan, Live 5 News. Well, talks about removing North Charleston from the Charleston County School District and creating a new district may continue. CCSD Superintendent and North Charleston's mayor met this week to collaborate around common goals for students. Samantha Popovic, she joins us in the newsroom to tell us what was discussed at that meeting. Good morning, Samantha. Morning. This started last month when we reported on Mayor Keith Summy announcing that the North Charleston City Council wanted to explore breaking away from the CCSD to create its own. During his announcement, he talked about the council's concerns about the number of failing schools and wanting to create opportunities for students to benefit their future. On Tuesday, Summy and Superintendent Don Kennedy came to an agreement that it is a priority to have necessary resources for students to achieve their career goals. Following the meeting, Summy said, quote, Our shared goal is to ensure that every child in North Charleston has access to high-quality education regardless of where they grow up. 
Superintendent Kennedy agreed, adding his, he is grateful for the opportunity to collaborate with the mayor. They wrapped up the meeting with a shared goal of continuing to work towards ensuring there are opportunities for students to put them on the right path. In the newsroom, Samantha Popovich. Well, talks about removing North Charleston from the Charleston County School District and creating a new district, they continue. CCSD Superintendent and North Charleston's mayor met this week to collaborate around common goals for students. Samantha Popovic, she joins us in the newsroom to tell us what was discussed at that meeting. Good morning, Samantha. Good morning. This started last month when we reported on Mayor Keith Summey announcing that the North Charleston City Council wanted to explore breaking away from the CCSD to create its own. During his announcement, he talked about the council's concerns about the number of failing schools and wanting to create opportunities for students to benefit their future. On Tuesday, Summey and Superintendent Don Kennedy came to an agreement that it is a priority to have necessary resources for students to achieve their career goals. Following the meeting, Summey said, quote, Our shared goal is to ensure that every child in North Charleston has access to high-quality education regardless of where they grow up. Superintendent Kennedy agreed, adding his, he is grateful for the opportunity to collaborate with the mayor. They wrapped up the meeting with a shared goal of continuing to work towards ensuring there are opportunities for students to put them on the right path. In the newsroom, Samantha Popovich. Mr. Watson, come here. I want to see you. Were the first words Alexander Graham Bell said over his experimental telephone in 1876. Mr. Watson was Bell's assistant, Thomas Watson, who was in another room of Bell's Boston laboratory. Calling all birthday celebrators, music producer Rick Rubin is 60, actor John Hamm is 52, rapper producer Timbaland is 51, and singer Carrie Underwood turns 40. Thank you for listening to Morning Y'all from Live 5 News. I'm Katie Kamen. I'll talk to you Monday. Thanks for listening to Morning Y'all, produced every weekday morning. You can listen and subscribe at live5news.com slash podcast. And download the Live 5 News app for your mobile device. Get the latest news and weather updates 24-7 from Live 5 News, the Low Country's news leader.